Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle, and this is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. I am so blessed and so happy uh, to be with you on today. This is Monday. Yes, we are in another week, y'all. Hallelujah. Praise God for being in another week. Um, I want to take this time uh, to say Merry Christmas because we are in the Christmas season. I want to say Merry Christmas to everybody and hope that you have having a blessed day and a blessed week. Um, I praise God for being with you all on today. Um, we have a very, very dynamic topic on today. We're going to be talking about, do you really know Jesus? I'm going to say it again. The topic today is, do you really know Jesus? And that's a very, very powerful statement when you think about it. Do you really know Jesus? And a lot of people say that they say that they know him, but do you really know him? And so this is what we're going to talk about today. Um, there's a um, there is a level in knowing the Lord, um, but we're going to talk about that today. Um, I hope that you get uh, something out of this show on today. Um, I pray that you get something out of this show on today. And um, we here at the Summit Internet Radio Podcast, we are. Uh, you know, doing this to the glory and the sanctification of God. We 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 love doing this in Jesus name. So uh, we want you to tune in on today and also tell a friend if you would like to um, right there. Uh, you can tell them to come on in um, to the Summit Internet Radio podcast show and listen to the show on today because this is very this is about to be a very powerful show on today. So um, sit back, relax, and grab yourself a, a, a water or, or soda or something, and then come on back after this commercial break as we discuss the topic, Do You Really Know Jesus? God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are so blessed to be with you guys on t- on today, on this beautiful, beautiful Monday. Um, I praise God uh, that uh, you are listening to the show. I praise God for the ones that are going to be listening uh, later. Um, we thank God for this uh, uh, platform that the Lord has given us to be able uh, to bring the gospel uh, to uh, around the world, not just in our in our home uh, state of Indianapolis, Indiana, but also uh, to different cities and states and to different countries. In Jesus' name, we thank God uh, for the Lord offering this platform to us, bringing this platform to us. 
in Jesus' name. And speaking of platforms, you can listen uh, to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show on various uh, platforms. Um, we have uh, our uh, various platforms such as the Anchor app, uh, the Google Podcast app, the Apple Podcast app, the Spotify app, and our Overcast uh, app. And you can also listen to us on www.radiopublic.com. So if you want to uh, listen to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast show at any time, uh, you can go to those one of those various apps and listen into the show, um, to this show and uh, other shows that we have done on these various platforms in Jesus name. So uh, we want to uh, also, uh, before we get started, we want to also show some love to our uh, sponsors. Um, we have Fresh Fades Barbering, uh, the owner and founder and the CEO of that company is Jermaine Wallace. We want to show him some love on today. Uh, we also have who we had on the show uh, last week, um, um, Angelo, my buddy, my friend, um, who runs a great company um, right over there at Snap Photography. If you have any photography needs, uh, we want you to hit him up uh, right there on Facebook. And we also have... Um, uh, the Kingdom Cleaning Service, which is ran by my very, uh, very own big brother, um, Marquise Barber, and his uh, beautiful wife, uh, Courtney Barber. Uh, these are various companies that will give you great service at a great quality price in Jesus' name. So we want to show them, we want to show all our sponsors uh, some love on today. And we also want to show all of our listeners, uh, whether you be in the in the country of the United States or whether you be out, um, we want to show you guys some love. We want to show the United States and our various uh, cities and states inside the United States of America. Uh, we have Georgia. We have Indiana. Um, we have New York. We have um uh, Chicago, Illinois is in the house on today. And so we want to show them some love. We also have the United Kingdom in the house. We have Japan in the house and we have our um, new listener, uh, new listeners in Nigeria. So we want to show them all. We want to show all of our uh, listeners and all of our sponsors some love on today. Um, we thank you. Um, we thank all of our great sponsors for sponsoring this show in any capacity that you uh, do. And we also uh, want to say we love, uh, we thank God for our listeners. If you would like to uh, sponsor the Summit Internet Radio Podcast show, you can go right there to the Anchor app and go down uh, to the donations uh, page. We're not uh, begging. We're not, uh, you know, pleading with anybody to give uh, anything. But 
um, anything might help to get this gospel around the world even more. Um, like I said, this is a ministry unto the Lord, but we're do- we're not doing this for fame or fortune. Uh, we're not doing this for money, but we're doing this to the, uh, like I said earlier, the glorification in the kingdom of Jesus Christ on today. Amen. So we're here uh, on today and I love this uh, topic on today and it's talking about, do you really know Jesus? And that is, a, like I said earlier, that is a very, very powerful uh, statement uh, that that is uh, made and it's a very very powerful question because if we look in the Bible um, we we see and we read um, you know a very good example is of is of Philip and Philip asked the question um, show us the father and this is found in John chapter 14, verses 8. And we find the response from Jesus in verse 9. So we're gonna we're gonna actually gonna read that. And this is where the uh, topic uh, actually came from on today, because there is a lot of people that say that they know Jesus, and you know you hear the cliche all the time that, yes, I know the Lord. I, I know him um, as a healer. I know him as a as a uh, redeemer. I know him as a savior. I know him. But the, the, the mindset around this question is not that we know him uh, for the things that he does for us, but, but the way, the power and the, and the glory that he has um, to to give us what we need. If we, and this is a a question to um, to open up our minds to the fact that Jesus um, is also powerful. How much in to get us into the knowledge of how much power he actually has now we will never we will never know down on earth how much power he has but we'll know when we get to heaven amen so our minds can't and the reason why i say that is because our minds can't phantom how much power our natural uh minds cannot uh, even think on how much power the Lord really has. But we're going to talk about it on today. And in John chapter 14, uh, verse number eight and nine, it says, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the father. And it suffereth us. Jesus, Jesus said unto him, have I been so, have I been, so long time with you and ye has thou not known me Philip he that he that has seen me has seen the father and how sayest thou then show us the father so when you see him he is in and, and I'm gonna um, break this break these verses down 
uh, the best way I, I can in the way that the way the Lord would have me to. Um, in these two verses, we have Philip and we have Jesus. And we have Philip asking Jesus the question because Jesus is still in this verse, still on, in these two verses. We see that Jesus is still on the earth. Jesus has not, um, um, you know, went to the cross yet and he has not uh, descended into heaven yet. But Philip asked um, Jesus the question. Um, show us the Father, and a lot of people. And in, in, in this is the way um, the Lord uh, gave it to me. Um, when He said, "Show us the Father," now He was talking about Himself and the disciples. And in this verse, He was talking about, um, "Show us, show us you." Who are you? Show us who you are. You know, we want to see you for who you are. We want to know you for who you are. And Jesus response was, um, you know, have I been been so long, long time with you that he has not known me? And he was talking to Philip and he said it. He said it. Um. You know, in that verse that that, you know, once you've seen me, you've seen the father. You've seen me, you've seen my glory, you've seen my you've seen me, you've seen once you've seen me, you've seen my glory, you've seen my power, you've seen my anointing, you've seen how 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 great I am. And there is a lot of people that that, you know, say that they know him. But they don't really know him. And the the reason why I say that is because Philip actually walked with Jesus. He walked with Jesus. He talked with Jesus. He was around Jesus. And yet he still had the question, show us the father. Now, I can just imagine in my mind that um, if I'm walking with somebody, and I'm gonna put it in this in this context. I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down. Now, in the natural, we see we see that um, that in a natural perspective, um, if I'm you know if I'm with my son, and I'm gonna use this, um, my son knows me as his father. Amen. My children know me as their father and and they look for me to take care of them. And, you know, it's a bad thing when a, a parent, as a parent or as a child, um, it would be a bad thing if my sons, um, you know, they've been uh, with me forever and then one day... Um, you know, they come to me and say, you know, dad, um, um, I need, uh, advice on this. And I, and I say, well, I can't give you advice because I don't even know who you are. And it would be a bad thing for them. It would be a bad thing to 
have them hear uh, that as my as my sons. And it would be a bad thing as a parent if if the roles were reversed. If if I've you know asked them, you know, if I say, "Son, I love you," or or you know, "Boys, I love you," and they say, "Well, I don't love you because I don't even know who you are." And I've been with them 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and they don't know me. It's a bad thing. It's it's a hurtful thing. They know, or it's a bad thing to know someone for what they do for a person, but they don't really know them. They don't really know, um, you know, as a, as a, as a, um, husband or a wife you've been so you've been married so long and you don't know your spouse you don't know your spouse you know them for what they do for you or or you know uh or what you do for them but you don't know them you don't know their deepest their uh deepest uh uh desires or you don't know what they like and what they don't like that's a bad thing to be married for so long and you don't know know your spouse you don't know the individual and so this is the same kind of contents that Jesus was talking about um have I been so long time with you that yet ye yet has thou not known me fellow and he's talking to Philip and he's saying, have I been so long with you that that you don't know me? I've done all these great works. I've done this. I've done that. And you don't know me. And there's a lot of people that say that they know the Lord and they know him for they know him for what he can do. But they don't know him in the pardon of their sins. Um, the Bible says he reigns over the just, just as well as the unjust. They know him by the fruit that he bears to us, but they don't know him as a savior. They don't know. And when I mean that they know him, they don't know him as a savior. As I said before, they don't know him in the pardon of their sins. They don't know. And the reason why we can say today that um, they don't know that people, some people don't know him in the contents of what um, Jesus is talking about is because um, do you really know the power that Jesus holds over over um, over the world he said um, the Bible says all power was given in his hands both heaven all power was given in heaven and in earth in his hands so he controls everything he controls it all and yet do we really know that he is a redeemer do we really know him as a rewarder of them that diligently seek him do we in, in by knowing him we don't doubt that's what i mean that's what these that's what the scripture is saying to us do we know him beyond the doubt that we have when we pray to him do we believe enough even though we not we may not see it do we still believe just like the three hebrew boys um you know if you've ever read 
uh, the scripture where they went to King uh, Nebuchadnezzar and, and how they had so much faith. They had so much faith that God would deliver them out of the king's hand. You know, the king, the king was upset. He was upset with the three Hebrew boys because they would not bow before the image that he had set up. And he and he threatened to throw them into a fiery furnace. In which he did. And but before they went into the fiery furnace, their faith was so high that that they were able to say, "Our God will deliver us out of your hand." And even if he doesn't deliver us, we still believe that he can. That's how that's that's what I'm talking about today. That's what we're talking about in knowing him above, above what our natural minds would think. Can he do the impossible? Can he do the unthinkable? Can he go beyond our, 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 our little prayers? Yes, he can. We know him to heal a headache. Yes, we know him to heal a backache. But can he take us to higher heights? In deeper debts in him. Do we believe enough that he can raise the dead? Do we know him to? Yes, we know him to pay pay a little bill. But do we know him enough to cure cancer? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Knowing him beyond your imagination. Knowing him above what you know about him now. Do you believe that he can um, take away the addiction? You might say, well, I'll get myself together and then I'll come to Christ. No, ain't no getting yourself together first. Because if you could get yourself together, you would need God. Amen. You would not need him in the pardon of your sins if you could get yourself together. If you had enough power to get yourself together, you wouldn't need Jesus. And a lot of people say that they know him, but do they know him, really, really know him, that he can, that he's able to deliver him, that he's able to deliver you. So we're going to talk about it today. We're talking about him being who he says he is, being who who he says he is in his word. In the book of Matthew, in the book of Matthew, um, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 18. And we're going to we're going to look at this. Um, we're going. We're going to uh, look at this now. Some now, I'm gonna try to try to say some of these uh, words here, um, and I'm gonna break this down before I read it. Um, Matthew chapter thirteen, chapter sixteen, verses thirteen through eighteen. Um, this is um, Jesus. And 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 uh, Peter um, t- 
talking in this in these verses and and you know Jesus has asked a question he asked the question um, who do men say that I am and uh, Peter gave the answer and and it's it's it's, it's it's a very, very bold statement to make with, with what what Peter uh, said um, unto Jesus, and I want you to I want you to uh, catch this. Um, in and I'm going to start at verse 14 instead of going to uh, 13. Uh, well, I'm gonna do verse. I'm gonna do verse 13. And this is Jesus asking. Jesus asked his disciples, saying, "Whom do men say that that I, the Son of Man, am?" And they said, "Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others, um, and others." one of a, one of the prophets and he and he said unto them but whom say ye that I am and Simon Peter answered and said uh, said thou art the Christ son of the living God and Jesus answered and said unto him blessed art thou Simon Barjona for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee. My Father which is in heaven, and I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, this verse right here, these verses... As we said before, Jesus was asking the question, who who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am? And and his disciples uh, uh, answer was some say that they are thou are John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. You know, they were giving um, Jesus the answer of what people thought he was, you know, and Jesus asked them a personal question question. See, he was asking, at first he asked, who do men say that I am? He was asking, you know, who who do they say that I am? He was just asking the question. Who do people think I am? Who do you think I am? And then when they answered him, he made, then he asked another question and he made it personal. See, it's a difference between um, asking, you know, a person, how do people, when you're answering for other people, but it's a different thing when you're asking, when you're answering personally, because he was asking, he was asking the people, he was asking uh, his disciples for an answer from the people. And then he made it personal. Who do men who do men say that I am? This is a this is a public answer. 
What is the answer that people are giving you around the world, around around the nations about me? This is this is what this is. A lot of people know Jesus for what he has done and what he can do and 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 for what they what he has done in their life, but and they can testify and say, "Hey, he's a great God. He's he's so good." But who do you say that he is? Jesus made it personal. But but whom say ye that I am? I am. Who do who do you say that I am? And they knew him personally. They were around him and Peter answered the question and said, "Thou art the Christ." The son of the living God. They knew him personally. They knew him to be a savior. They knew him. And this is, this is, they knew him. Um, and this is an example of knowing him. Um, knowing him as uh, in the pardon of your sins. Knowing him without any doubt. He's going to do what he said he was going to do. This is what this this is what this is talking about. And when you know him in the pardon of your sins and you know him to be who he says he's going to be, then you won't have any doubt in your mind. Yes, you might say, well, well, well we're in the flesh, you know, we, we're going to have some doubts. We're going to have some thoughts of, you know, is he really going to do it? Is he? It's OK to have. It's OK to have, um, you know, question, um, to question, um, you know, to pray and then pray again. But it's a difference between uh, praying about a situation and then and then taking it to the Lord and not believing. Like I said earlier, we believe that he can uh, cure a headache, but do we believe that he can cure cancer? It's a difference between, oh, he can heal a toe ache, but can he heal a heart disease? Something that has no cure. Can we believe that he, something that has no cure, can he heal it? Can he take it away? This is what this is talking about. And on today, we're going to look at uh, four, four, uh, and, and, and this is the four parts of Christ, who he is. And there are, and there's many, many, many others, but we, uh, we can, we're going to go through four of them on today. Um, Jesus is omnipresent. He's a healer. He's a provider. And he's a savior. Amen. I'm going to say those again. He's omnipresent. He's a healer. He's a provider. And he is a savior. These are the four uh, attributes of God. And there are many, many more attributes of God. But these four give us a, 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 a picture 
of who God is and how he works. And this is us knowing him. These are, and this helps us to get to know him a little better about him a little better. Um, If we go to uh, Proverbs, I'm going to go there now to Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse number 3. This tells us about um, Jesus. Jesus being omnipresent. And, And it reads, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. That means... What this means is he know he sees all. It's self-explanatory. He sees everything that we do. His eyes go to and fro. Um, you know, he 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 can see all. He can see um, when you're doing good, and and since we're in the Christmas season, there's an old song in it, and it it doesn't uh, pertain to. To Jesus, but it pertains to uh, Santa Claus. Even though we don't, even though you know, uh, this is Santa Claus is not what Christmas is about. But um, you know that uh, song, Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, one day Jesus is going to come to town, and he's going to reward all men when he splits the sky. But right now, he's his eyes are watching over everything. There's nowhere that he does not see. There's nothing that he cannot see. He said, beholding the evil and the good. So he sees us when we're wrong. He sees us when we're right. So we can't. There's there's no way that you can hide from the Lord. He's omnipresent. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. And what I mean by that is he can go from being in 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 a foreign country and being yet at your doorstep. He can be at your house and yet be uh 3300 3, miles away. And be in somebody else's house because he's omnipresent. He has the power. You might be, you might say, well, uh, God knows my heart. Yeah, he knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. That's why, that's why he can say, and that's why some people say, when well, the Lord knows my heart. Yes, he knows your heart. That's why he wants to take out the stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. He knows you. He knows you. He knows your thoughts way before you think them. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knew you before you even born. That's how that's how powerful he is. Before you even think a thought, before you even had that thought in your mind, he knows my heart. So he knows I'm not I'm not perfect. 
That's a, he knew that that was an excuse. That's a cop out. Because a lot of people use that as a cop out to continue to sin. The devil is a liar. He knows you. You can't fool God. That's why his eyes go. His eyes um, are in every place. His eyes are in every place. His eyes are even in your heart. He knows your heart. He knows your mindset. He knows it all. That's how powerful he is. That's how gracious he is. That's how holy he is. To know us, it, it, it's just like this. And I don't mean to go here. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. It's just like a, and, I, and I've used this example before. It's just like a parent knowing his child. I tell my children, I tell my boys all the time. There is nothing in the same thing my father used to tell me as a child. There is nothing that you can do that I won't know about. Amen. As a good parent, a good parent knows their child. A good parent, and I'm going to say it again, a good parent knows their child. And if you are a good parent and you know your child, if they try to do something um, as far as out of the ordinary, you'll know about it because you know your child. Let me give you an example. Um, When you have have your child, if your child does something, say they do something at school and the teacher calls because I've had this happen where my where one of my children have done something um, at school and they, you know, the, the, the teacher calls me and and they tell me what they've done and they get home and we, you know, we sit down and we talk about it and they say that they didn't do anything. And I know that there, and I know, and, and you know, within your heart, I knew within my heart that they weren't telling the truth because I know them. If it's the same pattern and it was the same pattern that they do, if they do the same pattern in the classroom that they do in front of me, then I, then I know that they've done it. It sounds exactly the same. And that's the same thing that the Lord does. He knows you. He knows your patterns. Amen. He knows everything about you. Even, even when you pray, when you pray to him, he knows you. He he knows your deepest prayers. He knows your deepest thoughts, even to a moan and a groan. He knows you. Amen. He knows you so well that 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 it is so it is so powerful how much he knows you. Amen. So we're going to look at this uh, next next scripture in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 24. But first, we're going to take a commercial break. 
and then we're going to come back and look at um, Acts chapter 17, verse 24, and we're going to dive deeper into the omnipresence of the Lord Jesus Christ when we come back on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is founder and pastor of Triumph in Faith Apostolic Church, William A. Tuggle III, 2950 North High School Road, here in the beautiful city of Indianapolis, Indiana. All are welcome to every service and any service that we have. Sunday school begins at 11.30 a.m. morning worship immediately following, where Jesus is the center of attraction. All are welcome to attend in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. We are back live on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle, and this is the show uh, that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. I praise God for being here on today, and we praise God for you guys, for you all uh, listening to the show And if you're listening to me right now, you are blessed, not because you're listening to me, but because you are yet in the land of the living. And so that is a reason to give God praise on today. We are talking about, uh, do you really know Jesus? Amen. Do you really know Jesus? And we had read before we uh, went to break, um, we read the scripture in the book of uh, Proverbs and we we read in the book of Proverbs we we read uh, the scripture about the Lord um, about the Lord's eyes uh, beholding um, the good and the evil you know, the Lord's eyes are in every place and he is able to behold uh, with his eyes the good and the evil that go on in the earth. And this is his showing him being omnipresent unto us. And we see that in him being omnipresent, he is powerful than what than what we could ever imagine. And so we were getting ready to read uh, Acts chapter 17. And in Acts chapter 17, Acts chapter 17, verse 24, um, we see that we see that uh, in this scripture, um, Acts chapter 17, Uh, verse 24 this verse right here now I love this verse uh, and I'm going to read it right now God that made that God that made the world 
and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and an earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. He, he is God and he made earth, he made the world and all the things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth. He is, he is the Lord of all. He is the Lord of all. Amen. He is the Lord I'm omnipresent. He is everywhere. He can be in heaven and yet he can be on the earth. He can be in he can be on his throne and yet be at your house. Amen. We're talking about the omnipresence of God. He he can he he can be everywhere at the same time. I was just talking to my son, uh, my son David, and you know, he, he was asking me, is God uh, on the earth? And I said, yes. And he asked how? And I said, because he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Because one of his friends, he was, um, I guess, talking about God to one of his friends. And you know, he, one of his friends asked him, uh, is God everywhere? And he told him, yes. And, <clears throat> and he came and asked me for clarification that he gave the right answer. And I told him, yes, he's everywhere and he's omnipresent. And so, um, we have read two scriptures to show that he is everywhere. He can be everywhere. He can be anywhere. He can be at two places, three places, four places at the same time. And now we're getting ready to look at um, him being a healer. Amen. He's a healer. Amen. If you don't believe that he is a healer, um, then, then you are... You are sadly mistaken if you don't believe that God is a healer. Because in Matthew uh, chapter 8, verse 16, it, this is what... Um, now, um, <clears throat> this verse is talking up to us about, um, you know, we might have, we might have sicknesses. We might have addictions. We might have um, things that we want to get rid of. And this is this verse right here is a is a is a stopping point at the at the statement at the statement. I need to get myself together before I come to God. This stops all of that. This verse right here stops all of that. Amen. He, <clears throat> I need to get myself together. I need to get rid of this addiction before I come to him or before I get back in church. This stops all of that right here. 
in uh, in Matthew chapter eight, verse sixteen, and it and it reads, "When the evening was come, they brought him, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed." All that were sick. I like that last part in that verse. It says, and healed all that were sick. It does not matter what, it does not matter what disease you might have. It doesn't matter what type of, what type of addiction you're dealing with. He can, he can take that away. All you need to do is bring it to him. He wants you to talk to him. He wants to have a conversation with you. He wants you to be able to bring your burdens to him. Tell him all about it. He wants that. He loves it when you come to him and tell him, be honest with the Lord and say, I'm having problems, Lord. I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble with this. I'm having trouble with that. This is when this is how you really get to know Jesus. This is how you really get to know him. You want to get to really know him? Try him. Try him. Prove him. Try and see. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. And all this is do- all this topic is talking about is having faith. Having faith enough to believe that he is going to heal you. That he is going to bring you out of that addiction. There are things around us. There are so many people that that have uh, have loved ones that they have not seen in years. And I don't know why I'm going here, but the Lord has taken me here. There are so many people that have not seen their loved ones in so many years because they have um, an ought against their loved one. You might say, well, what, what do you mean by ought? They have, they have emotional problems against their loved one. They don't like them. They haven't talked to them because they have not forgiven them. I don't know why I'm going here. But if you give that, if you give that to the Lord and be honest with him and say, Lord, I need help. They did me wrong. Why? And ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to give you forgiveness. Because And the reason why I say ask the Lord to give you forgiveness in you is because you want the Lord to forgive you. We want the Lord to forgive us for everything that we do wrong. In which he can. There's only one sin that cannot be forgiven. There's one unpardonable sin that that will not and shall not be forgiven. That's blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. That's talking. That's um, when you've received the Holy Ghost and you say, oh, there's no such thing of that. That's blasphemy. That is the only sin that um, that and suicide. 
That is the only two sins that are unforgivable. Why? And you might say, well, well, I thought you just said that that was the only impardonable sin. It's blasphemy. Yes, but also suicide is too. And you might say, well, how is suicide um, unforgivable? Because you because you can't repent after you're dead. You can't repent. You have taken a life. And I don't know why I'm going here, but you have taken a life that you did not give. Whether in you might say, well, that person took their own life. It's still a life that they did not give. They didn't give their self life. When they will, <clears throat> when you wake up in the morning, you don't wake yourself up. The Lord wakes you up. Yeah, you have an alarm clock, but the Lord can make you, the Lord can allow it to be that you don't even hear the alarm clock. There's some people that went to bed last night that did not wake up this morning. The alarm clock went off, but they didn't wake up. Amen. So it is good for us. It is grand for us to know him. To know him in the pardon of our sins. Because if we do not know him in the pardon of our sins, in the remission of our sins, then we really don't know him. If we're, if we walking in sin, if we continue to walk in sin, Oh, well, grace got me. You know, I'm under his grace. Yes, we're living in a dispensation of grace right now. Yes, but the Bible says, must we continue in sin that grace may abide? God forbid. Amen. We have, we have so much stuff going on around the world that we do not know when we're leaving up out of here. We got so much stuff going on in our political system. We don't know when we're leaving out of here. We don't know when the Lord is coming back. He's soon to come. But we don't know when he's coming. And at that very moment when we think he's not coming, he'll come. And my answer, my question to you is, will you be ready? Will you know him? Will you really know him when he comes? Because he's only taking back the people that really know him. That know him in the pardon of their sins. You knew him to be a healer. You knew him to be a provider. But do you know him to, uh, to, to take away sin? Do you know him enough to know that, hey, if I give this over to him, I know he'll be able to protect me from the from the wrath of the enemy. For the temptations of the enemy. Once that thing comes back up on me or tries to come back and tries to tempt me with that woman or that man or that or this or that or that or that or those drugs. Or that alcohol, or that gambling, or that lying, or that cheating, or that or that fornication, 
I'm going to be able to withstand it because I got power on the inside. The Bible says in Acts 1 and 8, it says, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, ye shall have power. Power to live right. Power to talk right. Power to power to tell the devil, I don't, you have no place here. Power to tell your problems, you have no place here. power to say you don't have to always you don't have to walk in sin anymore the power to be released from your spiritual prison I didn't mean to go here but the spirit of the Lord is taking me here and and, and when we are get into a place of wanting God more then we will be successful in everything that we do. When we get to the place that we allow the Lord to lead us and direct us and guide us through our life because he knows us, like I said before, he knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows the roads that that we take. Whether they be right or wrong, he knows the end result of those roads. That's how powerful he is. He designed your life way before you even thought of. When you were in your mother's womb, he designed your life. Way before you entered into your mother's womb, he designed your life. He designed my life. He knew about this topic today. He knew that you were going to listen to this topic today. Amen. That's how powerful he is. Do you really know Jesus? Do we really know him? We know him as as a as a as a waymaker, but do we know him as a supplier of 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 our of our faith? Do we know him that he's able to keep us from falling? Do we know him as <clears throat> as a as a as a treasure that sits in a vessel? Do we know him? He is a treasure. Do we know him as the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us? I hear a lot of people say, "I got the Holy Spirit on the inside of me." Do you? Do we really have it? Like the Bible says. Do we have it like Acts 2 and 38 says? Did we receive it like, like Acts? Like uh, Acts 2 verses 1 through 4 says? <clears throat> Do we have the power like Acts 1 and 8 says? This is These are the things that we... These are the things that... that that we need in this last hour. In the last days. We're living in the last days. We're living in a time that man will call wrong right and right wrong. Do we have the power to stand against the wiles of the enemy? Or do we do we know him enough to have that that we know that he will give us power? 
to not give in to sin. Do we know him? Amen. In the book of Mark. In the book of Mark. And we're almost done here. In the book of Mark. In the book of Mark, chapter number six. In the book of Mark, chapter number six. Um, we have another uh, scripture here. In the book of Mark, chapter number six, verse five. It, it shows us that, that he is a healer. And it reads, and he could there do no mighty work, save that, save that he lay his hand upon a few sick folk and healed them. He's laying his hand on you. Spiritually, he's laying his hand on you. He's got his hand on your life. The dangers, he's kept you from danger, seen and unseen. Songwriter says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. I praise God for saving me. Those times and moments where you should have been cut off. When you could have been cut off. When your life was spared. You were in that accident. And you knew you should have been dead. But the Lord spared your life. Yeah, he's a healer. When you know you. When the doctors gave up on you. I've been there. Doctors have given up on me plenty of times. Maybe you're that student. And your teacher told you, uh, told your parents or told you, whether you be a college student, a high school student, a middle school student, elementary school student, and you're listening to this, and the teacher says, or that professor says, you ain't going to be able to make it. You're not going to be able to understand that work. I've been there. You're not going to be able to graduate. You're not going to be able to graduate high school. You ain't going to be able to graduate college. The devil is a liar. The Bible says that you have a royal priesthood. You're a chosen generation. The, the thoughts he thinks towards you. We we did a, 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 a show on the timing and thoughts of God. And his thoughts towards you are yea and amen. Don't worry about what man says. Man don't have the final say. But God does. God does. Amen. When man tells you that it can't be done. When the devil says no. God's still saying yes. He's still. He's still being there for you. He still has his hand upon you. Amen. 
If you are if you are a person that does not believe, I dare you to start believing today. Put your hand in the hands of the man that calmed the sea. In the Bible, he said, um, he said, peace be still. He can tell your problems to subside itself by saying, peace be still upon her life. Peace be still upon his life. I don't care what that doctor has told you. Now respect the doctor's opinion. Do what the doctor tells you to do. But you don't have to you don't have to believe the report. Yeah, you got a bad report from the doctor. But I believe the report of the Lord. My former pastor, she um, she told us about how she went to the doctor and how the doctor was telling her all this stuff that was wrong with her and how um, after a while she got tired of hearing about all the wrong stuff that was wrong with her. And she respected the doctor's opinion. We need the doctors. I'm not saying don't listen to them. We need them. You might say, well, why do we need them if we got Jesus? Because when the doctor examines us and tells us what's wrong, that gives us what to pray for. That tells us where we need to pray. That gives us a battle strategy. Amen. But she she would go back and forth to the doctor and and the doctor would tell her the stuff that was wrong with it and then finally she said, "You know what? She get made up in her mind. I'm going to I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I'm really going to believe the report of the Lord." And she told her doctor, "Finders keepers." Finders keepers, losers weepers. Finders keepers. You found it, you keep it. That don't belong to me. Because the Bible says victory belongs to you. Joy belongs to you. Joy belongs to me. Victory belongs to me. Hallelujah. The blessings of God belong to me. That all belongs to me. Heartache don't belong to me. Sorrow don't belong to me. We might we might experience it in our life, but trouble don't last always, the songwriter says. The Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And when that joy comes in the morning, especially if it's the joy of the Lord, he'll give you strength because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Do you really know Jesus? Amen. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If we find ourselves seeking him, he will reward us just for seeking him. Amen. He's a provider. You don't have to worry about where where the money's going to come from from your, for your bills. He's a rewarder. 
Amen. He knows. He knows. He knows what you have need of. Amen. He knows what you have need of. And now, and this is the part that is the main source of this topic on today. Do you know him as as a savior? Do you know him? We've talked about him being omnipresent. We've talked about him being a healer. We've talked about him being a provider. We've and now we're talking about him being a savior. Him being a savior. Do you really know him as a savior? As the savior of your life. As the savior of your life. In the book of Luke chapter 19. Verse number 10. It it reads. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. He came, he came unto the earth. He died. He went through, he went through a persecution. He went through the agony. He went through the pain. He went through the beatings. He was beaten beyond recognition so that you might be saved. So that you may not always be lost. So that you might have your sins remitted. So that you, just like a cancer patient, wants to have have the word remission. They want to hear that word remission. cancer patient loves the word remission. Well, in the spiritual, love the word remission of your sins. Because sin is like a cancer. It will eat you up. Spiritually, it will eat you up. It will eat you It'll have you doing things that you wouldn't necessarily do. It will have you going so far that you would not even imagine. And then at the end of it, at the end of sin, where it doesn't matter what sin it is. It will lead you down to a road of of destruction. Amen. It'll lead you down a road of destruction. But in the word of in the word of God. In Matthew. And we're wrapping this up. We're uh, getting ready. Uh, No, I'm going to go to uh, Joel. 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 Chapter. Two. Verse 25 real quick. And 
this is in the Old Testament. Joel chapter 2 verse 25 and I'm going to read this in your hearing on today. And and this is for people. This verse right here is for people that have lost. You know, you 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 see in your life that you can't win. But I'm here to I'm here to proclaim to you today that you're a winner. Whether you've lost some things, whether you feel like you've lost a lot. And you can't get it back. And I'm talking about good things. The things that the Lord has blessed you with. And it don't necessarily have to be tangible things either. I'm talking about those spiritual things. I'm talking about that growth in him. I'm talking about that 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 moving to another level in him. That's what I'm talking about. This is what this uh, verse is talking about. In Joel chapter 2 verse 25. And it reads. And I will restore to you the years. I'm going to say that again. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. And the canker worm and the pommel and the in the in the pommel worm have eaten my great arm which I sent among you he said I will restore that what the locusts have eaten in the canker worm in the caterpillar in the pommel worm that which you have allowed the enemy to take from you. He's going to restore that back unto you. If you think. If, in, in, whether you've been in salvation. And you've walked away from. Walked away from the faith. He's able to give you back that. Just look at Job. Job wasn't sinning. Job wasn't sinning when he went through what he went through. But out of all he went through, at the end of it, he received double for his trouble. And if you were really sincere with God, whether you've you've been in the faith and you've walked out of the faith, or whether you are in the faith and you've lost some things and you're still fighting in the faith, He's able to restore that unto you, that what the devil has taken from you, that with the spiritual pommel worm and the locusts have eaten up. He's able to restore that, that what man have taken from you, that joy that man has tried to take from you, that love that man has tried to take from you, that that forgiveness that the devil has tried to steal from you. That forgiveness for that individual that has hurt you. That you can't seem to muster up because you've been hurt so much. 
He's able to put forgiveness on the inside of you. He's able to take out that unforgiveness and put forgiveness in you. Just come to him. He wants it. He wants to know about your problems. He already knows it, but he wants to he wants you to have a conversation with him. Amen. He wants to know, he wants you to know him. This is what I'm talking about. This is what we're talking about today. Do you really know Jesus? Do we really know him? The power that he holds. To know he can go beyond. He can go beyond. That you that you can speak to the mountain and the mountain be removed. That test and trial, you can stare that test of trial in the face and say, I ain't got no problem, I ain't got no time for you. You are no, you can look your problem in the face and say, You are no match for God. You have no, you are no match for the God that liveth on the inside of me. You can tell the enemy, you are no match for the God that is on the inside of me. There's an old saying, people's arms are too short to box with God. He's too powerful. If our minds would wrap around the fact how powerful God really is, it will blow our minds. It'll blow our very minds. Amen. It would blow us. It would blow our minds. Our minds couldn't even phantom how powerful God is. We would lose our mind trying to think on the on how powerful God really is. Amen. And since we're in the Christmas season, since we're in the Christmas season, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with this verse. I'm going to leave you with this verse, Matthew chapter one. And this is talking about the savior. You need a savior on today. This is why we celebrate Christmas right here. Matthew one and 21. This little verse is the reason why we celebrate Christmas. This is the reason why we Celebrate. This is the true meaning of Christmas right here. This is the true meaning of Easter going on with going along with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But this is the reason why, why we celebrate the Christmas season. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it reads. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. This is the reason. This is the ultimate Savior. There is no other Savior. There is no other Redeemer. The Bible says... There's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. There's only one name. 
you might say, well, there's many, many different religions. Yes, there are. But there's only one God. How can you say that there's only one God? Because there's only one God that lives. The one true God. Now, you can make anything out of a God. We, we, we've talked about that on a previous show. But there's only one true God and his name is Jesus. Amen. You might say, well, there's there's Allah and there's Buddha and there's there's Hindu and there's um, all types of different. There's Catholics where they where they uh, saying a lot of Hail Marys and, you know, all of that. But Mary had to be saved. Mary had to go down in Jesus name. Amen. Well, what about what about Allah and Muhammad? And Muhammad was a human being. Amen. Muhammad was a human being just like we are. And he had he had to be saved. He now I don't know about uh, Elijah Muhammad's uh uh you know after he died, I don't know if he received salvation or not. Under what the Bible says. Under Acts 2 and 38. I don't know if he did it or not. But I do know that he had to be baptized in Jesus' name. He had to receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Just like everybody else. Amen. If you, it doesn't matter what religion you are. To me, it doesn't matter what religion you are. As long as you are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, you can be any religion. Because the Bible didn't say that he was coming back for a religion. He said he was coming back for a church that had made themselves ready without spot or wrinkle. He didn't give, he didn't say he was just coming back for Baptist. He didn't say he was just coming back for uh, Hindu. He didn't just say he was just coming back for apostolic. He didn't say he was coming back for Catholic, but he said he was coming back for a church. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, in these verses that we've read today, in these verses, and this is, in, in, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, in that, in Matthew chapter, chapter 1 verse 21, that we just read, chapter 1 verse 21, we read verse 21. And this shows us right here, verse 20, and I I didn't read this and this wasn't in my notes, but I'm looking at it in my Bible. And it talks about the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to end on this. This is what we're going to end on. 
if if you didn't need the Holy Ghost, he wouldn't have talked about it before he was born. He wouldn't have talked about it after he was born. And they wouldn't have talked about it after, before his death and after his death. That's why receiving the Holy Ghost is so important. That is salvation, the Holy Ghost. Because in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, it talks about the Holy Ghost. And there's very other scriptures that talk about the Holy Ghost, but this is talking about Mary and and Joseph. And this is what, and and since we're getting so close to the Christmas season, I'm going to read this verse then, and and we're going to take it from there. But while he thought of these things, behold, the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying Joseph thou son of David fear not to take to take unto thee Mary thy wife for with, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost she was carrying She was carrying the Holy Ghost. You might say, well, you might say, well, she was already saved then. No, I'm not saying that. She was pregnant with child. She had the Savior on the inside of her. She had the Savior in bodily form in on the inside of her just like a woman gives birth to a child the only difference that the only difference between the births that we see now in this in this conception was the fact that Mary and Joseph did not have sex with each other they did not uh, they were not intimate with one another to conceive Jesus you might say, well, well then how how did she get pregnant in that Joseph's baby? Because this was a spiritual thing. If if Joseph, now I'm gonna I'm gonna share this real quick. If Joseph had have had have laid down with Mary and had conceived Jesus, Jesus wouldn't have been able to go to the cross. You might say, well, why wouldn't Jesus? He's the man. You can't say that because he's Jesus. He's God. He's almighty. He can do anything he wants. No, because if Joseph had have laid down with Mary and conceived Jesus, Jesus wouldn't have been able to go to the cross because Jesus would have had sin in him. With this conception, there was no sin because God put himself in the womb of a virgin. Amen. He put himself in Mary. 
That's how much power God has. Do you really know Jesus? Do you really know this is the power that he is able to to put himself to put himself physically to put a body inside of a body to put his spirit on the inside of that body and call that body Jesus. In John chapter 1 Verse 14, it read, it says, um, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That was talking about Jesus. Amen. Have you, have you seen, have you ever heard of a, a, a miracle pregnancy where somebody wasn't able, you might say, well, well, how, how how can that be? Some people have have stated, how can that be if Joseph didn't have sex with Mary, or Joseph didn't didn't lay down with Mary and conceive a baby? How can that be? You ever heard of a, a miracle pregnancy where somebody, where a couple thought that they wasn't able to have a child, and they were told they couldn't have a child, and all of a sudden um, they have a child. Because Jesus said so. Because the Lord said so. Go above what the doctor said. Amen. A miracle pregnancy. He became the miracle of our life. He was the miracle. When he was conceived. The miracle came into fruition. When he died upon the cross and saved us. When he died. And when the day of Pentecost happened. That's when the miracle uh, came into fruition because he sent down his spirit. His birth was, was, his birth was given so that he might die. He was born to die. He was born to die so that the world might be saved. I hope that you um, have have been touched by by the topic on today. I pray that you got something out of it um, on today, and I pray that that everything in your life from here on out is blessed. I pray that from here on out, um, going into the new year, um, that you receive blessings on top of blessings on today and on next on this week in Jesus name. And as it stated in Acts 2 and 38, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is um, the only way to receive salvation. Biblically, this is the only way to see the Lord's face in peace. This is the only way to see heaven one day in Jesus' name. I pray that you have a blessed week. 
I will come back with you next week when we'll have another dynamic show on next week. I pray that this week be a blessing unto you. And I pray that you have um, a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. I'm getting ready to go home and um, uh, be with my children and be with my wife. Um, I, I praise God for them on today and shout out to uh, my my son David who just celebrated uh, his uh, sixth birthday so I want to say happy belated birthday to uh, my son David and happy belated birthday to my nephew uh, Noah who celebrated his birthday um, happy birth happy belated birthday to my brother. Uh, Marquise Barber, who celebrated his um, his uh, 100th birthday. No, I'm just playing, y'all. Um, my, <laughs> I praise God. I praise God for all of them, um, all three of them celebrating their birthdays on this past week in Jesus name. And I pray that um, that you have a blessed week on this week in Jesus name and going into the Christmas season. I pray that you have a blessed and safe holiday in Jesus name until next week. I will see you again on next week. God bless you. I love you each and every one of you in Jesus name. God bless you. This is the summit internet radio podcast show uh, where we get your week started off, right? This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold. And I'm your host, Adam Tuggle. God bless you. I will see you all next week. God bless you.